Hello, thanks for listening to the Madison Assembly of God podcast. If you're in the Madison area, we'd love to have you join us next weekend for our Sunday service. For more information, go to madisonassembly.com. Now, here's our lead pastor, Jason Daly. Hey, this morning, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I want to preach a standalone message, something that's been on my heart. How many of you know, here we are in the Christmas season. Uh, As a matter of fact, next Sunday, we're going to start a series called Xmas, What's Missing from Your Christmas. I want you to come back, bring some friends. God has just really been speaking in my heart. There's three things I want to talk about over these next few months. Of course, our next month, then we have our Christmas musical that our kids and our folks have been working so hard on. We want you to come to that. But today, I want to preach a message called Surviving Christmas. Surviving Christmas. Yesterday, um, our family got together. My kids came over, and we had our Thanksgiving with our family, and it was so fun because one of the things that we do in the daily household is every uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving is when we set up our Christmas tree. How many of y'all love to set up your Christmas tree? Let me just share something with you that I hate, okay? Is that okay? I hate when you have to spruce up, get that Christmas tree out and pull those limbs all apart. What do you call that? Fluffing, yes. See, I don't even want to say that word because I hate it so bad. How many likes to fluff your tree? You know, if it was me, I would say, babe, let's just go buy a new one. (laughs) She'd be like, no, we got to fluff that tree. But, you know, fluffing the tree. And I don't know about any of you guys, but you come up with those little, uh, little cuts on your hands. You guys get cut on your hands when you're doing all the fluffing of the tree. Is everybody okay this morning? And then, and then you set the Christmas tree up, and then your lights don't work. Have you ever been there? How many here has ever put your string, your string of lights all the way around your tree, and you thought, oh, this is going to be great, and you, you do the countdown, five, four, three, two, one, and you plug it in, and every one of them works except the middle layer, you know? And you're like, what's going on? And then you try to change all the light bulbs, right, on the Christmas tree, right? but you never get the right one. Am I the, am I the, am I, am I the only one here? And then my wife has this wonderful idea. Let's go Black Friday shopping. <laughs> let, me also, let me share something with all of you guys in the room. I only went one time, and that was our first year of marriage. So Allie and, and Elijah, this is a little, little wisdom for you. For some reason, she has never taken me again. It was funny. On our way back on Thanksgiving Day, we went all the way to Brownsburg, Indiana, where my, where my sister lives. And we went out there. And on our way back, we're looking at the mall. They're so full of cars. And we get to the Edinburgh Outlet Mall. And all those cars were out there. And then my wife was like, you know what? Me and my daughter, we're, me and Alyssa, we're going to wake up early. My daughter, we're going to wake up early in the morning, and we're going to go to Edinburgh Mall. I said, Lord, be with them in the name of Jesus. And so you all know what I did? I was in bed, everybody. I think I slept in a little bit late. Is that okay, you know? But you know, how many of you know Christmas can get out of hand sometimes? With all the things we have to do, and then all of a sudden you have all the office parties, then you have your family parties, and for you that still have your grandparents and all your family, you go to six Christmases. Am I the only one in the room, right? Of course, now being on this side with my grandmother's passed away, I miss it so bad being with my family because, as I said last week, sometimes our grandmothers hold the family together, right? And then they, they leave, they, they, they enter heaven, and everything just changes. But I miss those times. Well, today, as we get ready for the Christmas season to be upon us, 
Maybe many of you have put up your Christmas lights or Christmas trees. Maybe you've done all that stuff. But how many of you know you can't put up Christmas lights or Christmas trees without that wonderful singing of Bean Crosby? Come on, everybody. See, I'm a very traditional when it comes to Christmas stuff. I love Bean Crosby, Frank Sinatra. I love all those guys. My kids are just like, Dad, I can't stand this music. But I love it so much because it just makes me feel like Christmas. Well, today I just want to talk about before we get this season started, next, next Sunday is December 2nd, we start into the Christmas countdown. I just want to talk to our church about surviving Christmas, surviving the holidays. So if you take out your worship guide and your, your sermon notes, it'll be on the screen. You can follow along on your iPhones, your Bibles. We're going to go to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to go to verse 41. Luke chapter 2, verse 41, and here's what it says. It says, every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Everybody say this with me, Passover festival. It's holiday season, it's holiday time in Jesus' life, all right? And when Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as what? So notice, this is something they do every single year as usual. They're going to Jerusalem for the festival, the Passover festival. It's a week-long celebration. The Bible says this, and after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, and his parents didn't what? Jesus' mom and dad missed him. The Bible says, after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first. The Bible goes on, because they assumed he was among the other travelers. How many of you in this room will raise your hand and say, I have left my child at some place at such a time at one time? <laughs> Hold on, let me get my camera phone out here. No, no. I have done it. My own mom and dad left us. Gr growing up, my mom, my mom and dad is pastors. I'll, you all know this. But my mom and dad had a southern gospel group, and we traveled all over the United States going to all these different concerts and different churches. My dad preached revivals. I remember one night, I fell asleep on the back row, and I woke up, and I was in this dark church, and everybody was gone. I was there by myself in a foreign country, <laughs> Illinois, I think it was. <laughs> I was going to say Kentucky, but I didn't want to hurt all my No, I'm kidding. But there I was all by myself. And I never forget that moment. I think it's probably made me who I am today, right? My parents left me. And I thought, I will never, ever leave my children. Well, guess what? We did, and it was my wife's fault. I just want you all to know that. <laughs> Is she in here? No, she's over in children's ministry. No. I remember being at my dad's church. We would get out there We'd every, every Sunday night. We had Sunday. You see, some of you kids, you don't understand what church is like. I remember when I was younger, we was in church Sunday morning for Sunday school, Sunday morning for church, Sunday night for church, Wednesday night for church, and then every other day when someone was cleaning the church, we were there, all right? We made up all kinds of games. Has anybody ever played Sock Wars? You know what that is? It's where me and my brother, we took all the socks out of our drawer and we wad them into a ball. And we had all these little grenades, sock grenades, right? And while you were not at church, we would go into the sanctuary and we would throw socks at each other. Hiding under the pews, hiding. 
Oh, my goodness. Is everybody okay this morning? I'm kind of worried. I, I just feel this. Okay. But anyways, we play all these games and all these kind of things. But you know what? We grew up in the church. We were at our church 24 hours a day. We are at church. But I'll never forget when we left, and we left our child in the church by themselves. It, come, it becomes easy to do, right? We get so caught up in our world. But the Bible says that his mom and dad didn't even realize he wasn't even there. They just assumed, oh, he's with someone else. And the Bible goes on and says this, because they assumed that he was among the other travelers, but when he didn't show up that evening, they started looking for him among their relatives and friends. Verse 45, when they couldn't find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him there. Now, how many days did it take for them to find Jesus, everybody? Three days later, they finally discovered him in the temple. Now, notice this. Sitting among the religious leaders, listening to them and asking questions, all who heard him were amazed at his understanding. And his mother said to him, oh, I love this. Why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic searching for you everywhere. But notice what Jesus says. Do you think he might have smarted off to his mom? <laughs> but why did you need to search for me? What are you talking about? He asked, didn't you know that I must be at my father's house? But they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in his heart, in her heart. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. Let's pray. God. I just ask that you would speak through me today, what you have shown me and what you have put in my heart. I pray, God, it would come clearly out. For, Lord, you are the reason for this season. And so, God, I just pray that you would guide my words and may you uplift the people today. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen. We all have been there, haven't we, where we have forgot something. How many has ever been so busy, you got in your car, and you got halfway to your destination, and you realized you left your billfold? I hear yes. I see people bump, bumping each other, wives bumping the husbands. Or, or how many's ever gone to a Christmas gathering and you forgot the presents at home? Me and my wife actually went on a vacation, and she says she told me to get her stuff, her suitcase from the upstairs, but we get to our destination, and guess what we didn't have? Her clothes. You need to ask her about that, and it was her fault. I just want you to know. But we left our clothes at home. Everybody, we know that being busy and overwhelmed with so much stuff, how many know we forget stuff, don't we? The first thing that I want to talk to you about this morning is this. Christmas busyness keeps us from Christ. Christmas busyness keeps us from Christ. I love this time of year. I love celebrating. I love Christmas lights. I love Christmas music. I love getting together with family. I love giving presents. I love getting presents. I love everything. I love Rice Krispie treats, Christmas-like Krispie treats that my aunt makes. I love all these things. But how many of y'all know we can get ourselves so busy sometimes that we wake up on January 1st, 2019, and all of a sudden we look back and like, oh no, I have not read my Bible since the beginning of December. How many know it's easy to do that? The Bible says, after the celebration was over, they started home to Nazareth, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents didn't miss him at first. His parents didn't miss him at first. 
I want to encourage you as we get the festivities going, as we get the Christmas musicals going and the school music stuff, all the things that we do during the month of December, I want to encourage this church to stay as close to Christ as you can. I want you to know that Christ is our energy. Christ is our our strength. Christ is our power. It's amazing how busyness keeps us away from the power source in our life. Amen, everybody. How many know that we can get so busy that some areas become careless? Here Jesus was there with Joseph and Mary, and there they were celebrating the Passover. And what's the Passover? The Passover is all about remembering God's protection and bringing out of Egypt, taking care of the 12 plagues, all those things. It's God's watch care over his people, and they remind the future generations, they remind all the kids, this is what God did for us. But here's the thing that's amazing to me. A whole week, and we all know who Jesus was. He was the true Messiah. He was the very one that came to this earth to bring the ultimate Passover, and that was victory from death, hell, and the grave, everybody. No longer were the children of Israel slaves in Egypt, And no longer are we slaves to sin. Isn't that great, everybody? But here we are sitting here, and I know Mary and Joseph, they were simply doing their things, and I'm not trying to throw condemnation. I'm just trying to show you that we are just like them. Here Jesus was the reason for the Passover, right? And yet he was forgotten. Here we are in the Christmas season, and it's all about Jesus, everybody. If Jesus would not have come, We would not have hope today. Amen. But it's amazing how we get so busy doing the very thing when we should be focused upon Christ because he's the very reason for the season. Amen, everybody. You follow me where I'm going with this? We can get so busy with stuff, so busy with presents, so busy with Christmas lists and all these things. And how many of y'all know you have the countdown now on TV? The Christmas movie countdowns to Christmas. We watched Elf yesterday. I just want you all to know. (laughs) And then for all you ones to have the Hallmark station on TV. Oh, I felt the spirit of God there. Everybody said, amen. How many of y'all know you get stuck in Hallmark? You're not doing anything for a couple hours. Listen, I tried to do this with, I have daughters, okay? Listen, for a while, I was outnumbered in my home until my son came along. Praise God. Now he's like, Dad, let's go play football. Now my son's getting into football. It's awesome. His favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Now he has everything Kansas City Chiefs. You can pray for him. That's all right. (laughs) But it's so awesome to see my son so different. But my daughters, they were sitting on the couch and, hey, Mom, that movie, Hallmark movie, is coming on tonight. So I tried to do it one time, everybody. Then all of a sudden, I realized we've been sitting here for two days. (laughs) And here's the thing about the Hallmark. It's the same story over and over and over, just with different actors and actresses. Come on now. And so on day two of this marathon... I'm sitting there in the chair. Jason, what have you been doing for the last 48 hours? 
There's so much more I could have been doing, like finishing off the Thanksgiving turkey in the refrigerator, right? But I realized we sat there and watched these things, and it's so amazing. Get these perfect people, right? They have perfect teeth, perfect hair, the perfect bodies, you know. Everything's perfect about them. But it's so funny. I look, I watch my daughters. Oh, they're just crying. Well, you know, I'm like, what is going? Anyways, that has been my life, right? But we all know that Christmas busyness can keep us from Christ. And so here's everything, everybody. As we begin this season, this countdown, we can't be like Mary and Joseph and realize someone's missing, and that was Jesus. Here's a picture I want to show you of a Passover festival in Israel. Look at all down here in the bottom of this, in the middle of, this, of the temple of Jerusalem here. That is thousands of people celebrating the Passover. I want you to know to the, to the Jewish people, the Passover is a big deal to them. Christmas is a big deal to us, right? The gift was given to the world. And can you imagine back in those days when the temple was fully constructed and here Jesus and his mom and dad were walking through the, the activity, seeing family and going to services and, and doing, the, doing the, the, the Passover uh, food and all the kind of things to remember what God had done for them. It had to be an amazing occasion. But here we come to the fact after the celebration, the Bible says they couldn't find Jesus. They left him. There they were shopping in the mall and they couldn't find Jesus anymore. Or there they were going to one more Christmas program, Grandma and Grandpa's, and they couldn't find Jesus anymore. Oh no, uh, we have one more shopping trip to go to. You know all the guys. The night of Christmas Eve, we go and take care of our spouses. Come on everybody, am I the only one? And everything's closed. Then we go to the CVS to find one. No, I'm just joking. Come on. Come on, everybody. I'm just joking. The second thing that I want to talk to you about is this. Busyness. The first thing is this. Busyness keeps us from Christ. So we've got to be careful. But we've got to remember Christ is Christmas. Christ is Christmas. The Bible says in verse 45, when they could not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to search for him. Here's the thing, everybody. Jesus will never leave us. He will never fail us. He will never forsaken us. But here's the amazing thing about God. He will always be where we left him. Let me say that again. He will always be where you and me left him. How many know? Come on. I showed you this on a Wednesday night. Let me get my faithful stand. You know, walking with Jesus, you know, when we get saved, it's all about us becoming like Jesus, changing our character, becoming like Jesus. You know, I, I say this many times in this church, but if you are the same as you was last year, you haven't changed much. Our whole journey in life is becoming like Christ. So I should be better than I was at this time last year. Do y'all believe that? If you're here and you struggle with language, bad language, let me ask you, this year, 2018, have you been able to conquer that and you speak better things this year? Or maybe you're here and you're negative Nancy. You're negative about everything. But this year, 2018, you've been more positive with your outlook. How many know you've grown? Amen, everybody. So here's the whole point. Jesus wants us to walk with him. Why? So we can become like him. But as you know, busyness and stuff and things keeps us so busy that all of a sudden we realize we end up all the way over here, but what happens to Jesus? 
We left him, didn't he? Jesus will never leave us, but we leave Jesus. And so my, my encouragement to you is this Christmas is stay as close to Jesus as you can because Christmas is all about who? Christ. It's all about Jesus coming to this earth. It's all about Jesus coming to save us from our sins. The greatest Christmas present ever given was wrapped in swaddling clothes by his mom and dad, lied in a, laid in a manger. And that Christmas present was ripped open by Roman soldiers and they nailed, it to a nailed him to a cross. But that was God's way so that you and I could be saved. Isn't that great, everybody? So where do they find him? Here's a picture here. Jesus sitting amongst the, the religious leaders. There he was about his father's business. Let me tell you some good news. No matter where we're at in our lives, no matter how busy we become, I want you to know that Jesus will always fulfill his purpose and always fulfill his will. Isn't that great? While we get off track sometimes, God will always be on track. When we get busy, God will continue to do what his work is. Isn't that great? The good thing is this, he will, never, he will never forsaken us, that we can get so busy that all of a sudden we wake up, oh God, I forgot to pray over these last several weeks or these last several months. God will always be there to love us back. Isn't that good news this morning? What I'm trying to say is Christ is the Christ, and he will always fulfill his duty, he will always fulfill his will, and he will always fulfill your destiny one way or the other. Amen, everybody. So Mary and Joseph walks in, and there's Jesus. And I love what Mary says. Jesus, why have you done this to us? And Jesus is like, why are you searching for me? i got to be about my father's business. Notice what the words say here. You see, when we get into this season, we can get so busy, and we begin to say, God, why aren't you doing this? And God, why aren't you taking care of this need? And God, why do you feel so far away? And Jesus is simply saying to you, why are you looking for me? Why are you so busy with all this stuff? I've got to be about my father's business. And what is God's father's business to us? For us to become more like him. Amen, everybody. Are you following with me this morning? Because here's the third thing I want to give you this morning. Busyness keeps us from Christ. Christ is Christmas. And the third thing I want you to understand, Jesus is trying to tell all of us today, as you go into this season, don't forget what? The real mission. He says, why do you need to search for me? I've got to be about my father's business. And what is the father's business? Take the gospel throughout the whole world. Amen, everybody. Being an influence for Christ, being a light shining in darkness. God's will for you is to focus on the mission during Christmas. And the mission during Christmas is that all of us need to be pointing our lost family back to him. All of us, when we're in our, on our jobs, the employees and our, the people that we work with, do they see Jesus within us? You see, sometimes the Christmas season and, and all the things that we do on the Christmas, Christmas season is a good thing. You know why? Because it brings us together. That means you don't have to pick up your phone and say, hey, let's just go to dinner. No, you're getting together with lost people. Do you understand? So I would encourage you, attend your Christmas, your Christmas gatherings with your companies. 
You don't have to do the things that they're doing, but you are reflecting Christ. Amen, everybody. Are y'all following me? We have to remember the mission, and our mission is to love. Even that person that tries to take that television from you on Black Friday when you're trying to buy it and they take it from you. Y'all see those pictures on the news of those people fighting over those televisions in Brazil? Holy cow. Yeah. Can you imagine? How many of you know it's loving difficult people because those that are not saved, they don't understand. They think material possessions. They think having all this stuff and the better lights, the bigger trees and all these things, they think that's what brings them approval, right? But it's not. It's Jesus. So I want to encourage you. The mission is to take the gospel in every place where we are a part of. Whatever place we influence, it's taking Christ to those people. Are you all with me? Now, I want to show you some scripture here real quick in Mark 16. Now, remember the Passover? Joseph and Mary, they left Jesus. They forgot about him. Thank God, three days later, they found him. Praise the Lord. How many's glad that when you lost your child, it didn't take you three days to find them? Half of us wouldn't be here today, right? We'd still probably be in the hospital, right? But I want to show you this. The Bible says in Mark 16, verse 14, Afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were what? They were reclining at the table. Now, first of all, I want you to know what's happening here. Jesus had just been crucified. There he was, lying in in a tomb, and he promised us three days, and what would happen? He would arise again. Amen, everybody. That's what we celebrate Easter, right? He'd come out of the grave. So here we see this meeting. The Bible says, then afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at a table, and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Guys, why are you sitting around this table? Why are you just reclining? Did you not know I was coming out on the third day? Where are you? The Bible goes on and says this, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, guys, Go into all the world and what? Proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. Listen, everybody. Yes, it's a fun time of the year, but we've got to understand we are on mission. And our mission is to help those that are lost so that they will be saved and not condemned. Amen. You see, the Christmas lights and all the things, that's just part of it. That's just like icing on the cake for us who are believers. Why? Because we can tell them why we celebrate this time of year. It's not the presence. It's his presence. You didn't hear me. It's not the presence. It's his presence. It's us telling the world who Jesus is. It goes on in verse 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and set down at the right hand of God. Notice what this says. And they went out. And preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed this message by the accompanying signs. Here's the thing I want you to understand, everybody. As we go into this holiday season, as we go into this Christmas season, our job, our number one job is simply this right here. Go ahead. Next slide. 
What does that say? Make Jesus famous. How do we make Jesus famous? By simply doing what he asks us to do. If someone is sick, what do we do, everybody? Do we run and hide and call pastor? Oh, pastor, we need you. No, God told you as disciples to lay your hands on the sick and they would what? Recover. Pastor, you don't understand. Things are happening in this house. It's my aunt. She's crazy. And we all know we all have crazy people in our families, right? She's crazy. (laughs) The whole point, everybody, is our job is to make Jesus famous. My prayer for you this Thanksgiving was that as you go into your families, that you would be the influencer, that you would bring the, be the life giver. And my, I hope that's what you were this, week, this, this last weekend. But here's the point, everybody. Christmas is here. Bean Crosby is being played on the radio. Lights are going up on houses. Presents are being bought. Many of you are, are checking your list and checking them twice, marking off the bad grandkids. No, I'm kidding. The holiday pies, the holiday get-togethers are being planned. When are we going to get together? How are we going to do this? Who's flying in? Where are they going to stay? Oh, we have, on top of that, we have to go to our child's uh, Christmas show at the elementary school and all these things. How many, how many remember? I, I remember when I, I played the trumpet when I was in school and my mom would come and we sounded terrible. I just want you all to know that we were terrible. Elementary school, we were just learning. But there my mom be sitting there. It's my son, right? We have all this stuff. But my prayer for you this holiday season is that you make Jesus famous. Loving people, helping those that are in need, being a shoulder for those, especially in our, our church, those that have lost loved ones. Let's don't get so caught up on ourselves that we miss reaching out to our neighbor. How can I help you? What can I do for you? Make Jesus famous. Some of us think, oh, God would love me if I go to uh, Togo, Africa with, with Dr. Fred and Lydia. Yes, he would love you, but here's the thing. God would love you just as much if you just simply walk across the street and introduce yourself to your neighbors. Did you all know that puts a more of a smile on God's face? For everybody, listen to me. You are missionaries in Madison, Indiana. You are missionaries to the grocery store. You are missionaries to your schools. You are missionaries to your neighborhood. You are missionaries to your jobs. And God's counting on you to make him famous. How do we make him famous? By simply doing what he's called us to do. And through our lives and through our obedience, we lift him up. But all the time, he's lifting us up. Isn't that amazing? Make Jesus famous. Don't allow the busyness of the season to get you so overwhelmed that your relationship with Christ suffers. Make sure you're praying. Make sure you're reading God's word. Make sure you're listening, uh, listening to, to wholesome things. Amen, everybody. Stay connected to Jesus. Stay connected to Jesus. So one more time. What is our mission, everybody? Make Jesus famous.